Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Little red hot chili peppers on the comfortable and chaos podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg. We're living a month and a day, man. It's going by so fast. And we're like Einstein here. We have no special talents. We're just passionately curious passionately curious about all things pertaining to men. How in the hell did we get here, meaning you and I, and where is it that we want to go? What is it that we're giving away? We know society is in a nut roll. We're deluged with informational sources, most of them saying that men have bequeathed their manhood. Men don't know how to be men anymore. Hell, Candace Owens, she's flat out now, just did a recent message saying women are skanks. They're perverse. They're filthy. They're degenerate. Everything that used to be lamented towards the men. Well, it now seems that in some respects, women have taken that posture. I don't know. Let's go to Kamala Harris. When her and her husband were dating, was it Kamala that brought the flowers, picked him up, gave the chocolates, took him to the movies, went out to dinner, paid for it, did all that? Hmm. If in fact that is the case, she's more depraved than we already know that she is. That's a complete role reversal. There's something in that. And if you were content as a lady to have that done for you during your courtship and provided that once the man gets the prize, and I don't mean the prize sexually, although we are a sexually degenerate culture designed to be that way, And you know something is very far off course or removed if it is constantly being talked about. Sex is really very simple. But we hear about it non-stop in one way, shape, or form. And if sex were the catalyst to well-being, then everyone would simply be married, monogamous, and consistently having sex with that partner, that spouse, and everyone would be happy. But that's not the case, is it? So something has gone awry. Which begs the question, and that's why I sang, give it away, give it away now from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Have you given away your masculinity, man? Do you even think it's possible to give it away? 
Now, I'm not talking about in a command structure. We have a lot of military listeners here. I'm prior service. Um, when you come under the authority of another man, you have made that agreement. You can even do it in the general workplace. And that is assumed. But he can't take your soul, right? If in that course of that relationship and or that structure, you find that that is ebbing more towards more of a domination from man to man, well, then you know that that man kind of borders on the sadistic. There's something wrong with that man. It's easy to tell. A man will naturally come under the authority of a man because, yes, he is supposed to in that chosen endeavor. And he will tact accordingly based upon that relationship. But do you think that a man is ever to come under the authority of a woman? What in God's green earth think could make you think that that would be the case? Now, we can sure act that way. But it doesn't mean that it's correct. You can be forced into that compliance, but that does not mean that it is correct. Your masculinity is your gifting from the Lord above who made you as a man. Let's go back to yesterday's episode. We talked about being lukewarm, whereby Christ will vomit you out of his mouth. Have you ever been around or been engaged in your life as a man? Let's be honest with ourselves, because I have. Where your inside didn't match your outside? Meaning, yeah, men have feelings too. Albeit different from ladies. Realize that, women. What's your feeling on the outside? Excuse me, what's your feeling on your inside? is not necessarily what you're demonstrating to the world at large. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I'm saying is, is what you know to be true about yourself is not in actuality what you are portraying to the public. And why? If you have belied your masculinity, that could very well be the reason. Let's delve further into yesterday's episode. Remember, <clears throat> Lloyd Austin went AWOL. So Kathleen Hicks had to step in as his undersecretary of defense. Okay, well, she's now in charge of everything in the Pentagon. All those general officers... All those staff officers, maybe one or two of them, several of the staff officers are women, but the overwhelming majority are men. Well, they have settled for that situational leadership that definitely is not being done in the home, but it is in the secular space. And so Kathleen Hicks now has authority over these people. 
In essence, she really has the authority that these men provide, and they will take their guidance. But then what they will do is they will commensurate amongst themselves and say, okay, here's how we're going to get this done. Here's what's going to happen. We have our loose guidance from this lady. And I will tell you in many respects, men are in those situations all over America and all over the world. And there's a great deal of them who actually resent it because it is not the woman's normal position. And you're going to say, it's not? No, it's not. Now, can you take trusted advice from a female boss, certainly from your spouse and or your partner? Absolutely. But are you going to allow a woman into headship whereby your well-being, body, mind, and soul is at stake? If you do, and you have, be careful. You're just setting up the fall. You are setting up the fall. Take, for example, a spouse. Trusted advisor, yes. Helper, yes. But you take authority over a child. When you take authority over a man as a woman, you emasculate him. You make him into a child. And therein lies a problem. Now you're saying, what type of woman would want to do that? Especially if, like we mentioned earlier, there was a courtship. The man brought the roses. The man brought the candy. The man paid for everything. The man took the lady everywhere. And she was perfectly fine and being the adorer and receiving that. But now the tables have turned. And if the tables have turned, provided the man never let down his guard, meaning we're very task-oriented as men, we like to start and complete things. If you circumvent a man in the course of completing his duties, you are dishonoring a man and you are emasculating a man. Let him complete what it is, obviously within reason. No man expects to build a skyscraper in two days or two months. Now, if it is going to require him to go work on it every single day for four months, that's what he expects to do. And he can come home content and like a pussycat once that is achieved. But you cannot break up that cycle of work for him. You will destroy him unknowingly. Why? Because a man has to have purpose. A man has to feel useful. And if you no longer need him, and you are no longer accepting of what it is that he provides, now obviously, does there need to be some effort? Sure. But isn't there a way to accept in gratefulness what is provided to you as opposed to complete rejection of that effort? Over time, 
if you take that approach and reject what is being provided and or offered, the man has no reason, the man has no purpose, and he will quit. You have emasculated him. The better way to do it, ladies, is to be accepting and to receive. Acknowledge it, because that is what your man so desperately wants from you. And then in doing so, if you are discontent in some way, without vocalizing it, put that energy now into directing him into what you really want. And that will both allow and help him to get there. Remember, you're not leading the man. And how would you do that in the first place? You're not physically dominant, right? Therefore, you must become psychologically dominant. And what tactics and tools are you employing to be psychologically dominant over that man? It doesn't work. You are not going to change any man. But in your role as a helper and or a trusted advisor, therefore you are equal. He will listen because he doesn't fear you. You're not trying to take his place. He respects you. Thereby he is able to better love you, be tender with you, help to steer him, not push him. If a man does not want to be pushed by another man, what makes you think he wants to be pushed by a woman? It will never work. And if you are a man being pushed, stop it. Stop it right now. And if you're a woman who is pushing a man, stop it. Stop it right now. Where in God's green earth has this come from? Now you can go back and say, hmm. Pain concealed is pain unhealed. We all come from somewhere. Many of us did not have good examples, both on the male side of the house as well as the female side of the house. I mean, hell, that's even within our own Christian bodies. That's why you go into churches now and you see so many effeminate men Do they look masculine to you? I'm not talking the overt masculine guy, whatever society defines that as now. I mean, does he need a, uh, I don't know, an eagle globe and anchor on his right shoulder and a beard in order for him to be deemed masculine? No, there is an aura. There is a presence. There is an energy. But so many of our men today are lacking that. So did they never get it in their grooming and in their teaching from other men? I'd venture to tell you, yeah, that's very much the case. So they're left alone. They figure it out on their own. 
And then what if they're now making headway? Well, then they go off into the world. And as Candace Owens has said, it has become utterly perverse. Everything has changed. Well, let's do a case study. Let's say a woman comes from a violent background. Let's see, say she saw all kinds of abhorrent things in her childhood. Let's say a man came from an unfeeling background. Maybe he was left in a void. Hell, I was certainly one of those. How are those two, if they are attracted to one another, going to come together and truly make a holistic, sincere go of it without dealing with those things? I'm going to tell you right now that it is impossible. It is absolutely impossible. Now, we have produced a new generation of women. Many of them are very, very smart. Many of them are truly in touch with their feelings. But are they really? Are they really? All right. Well, we've heard it so much on the male side of the house. I mean, look at it in the wild. Who do the predators go after first? The weak? The young? The diseased? And then if they become some, become so as predators... Well, then really, they don't care. That's when you border on the psychopathic and they lash out literally upon everything because they are now incapable. But I would venture to tell you that in today's environment, women may in fact not be looking for that if they're truly looking to be dominant. What they may be looking for, actually, is someone competent. Someone who is perceptive. Someone who they can actually adequately joust with. I mean, it's no different than for a man. Why would a man physically fight and or harm someone that he is superior to. There's no need for that. That contest is already solved. But for these women today, that's exactly what they do. Now granted, if you are experiencing this dynamic in any form, we know this show is for young men. This show is for men my age. This show is for men older than me. We're designed to come into communion with a spouse and spend the rest of our lives together. So no matter where you are in that process, you know I did three episodes on dating and or you are 
firmly in your marriage of a certain duration, wherever you're at on that spectrum, no woman would assume that role and or act in those ways if she were relationally whole. Vice versa. No man would accept that role for himself unless he was not relationally whole. And as long as both parties remain that way, they are simply going to point the finger at one another and continue to find flaws. And so you either make the decision, I'm done with this, I'll learn more, mature, become more spiritually grounded, approach this subject later, and or you don't. Now, I'll tell you this. It only takes one. If two people truly want to be with each other, but one, for lack of a better term, is going to remain obstinate, it only takes one. But it's not going to be done in these extremes by willpower and or discipline. That is God-given. People have those attributes and they can hone it through practice. But it will take one person to look in, say, what have I allowed to go astray? What have I not dealt with? And then look up because as Dominique Herp says in Restoring Relationships, what man breaks, meaning man and woman, but we will say men, we're a show for men. Only God can be put can put that back together and bring a unity and wholeness. And if there's one who doesn't want any part of it, well then you have a better relationship with Christ. You now have your self-worth because he has given it to you and said you are esteemed. And you can adjust and move about from there. Let me quickly go through some of these things, whether it's in dating and or a long-term relationship and or you've been contending with this for a long time. And this will definitely let you know if you have given away your masculinity. And I just described to you that you men can get it back. And it is imperative that you do so, or else nothing will ever change. God gave this to you for a reason. It is time for us to grab it, hold on to it, and move in accordance with biblical masculinity. If you have ever experienced anything like begging and groveling, with someone you care about to achieve an outcome. That's a sure sign. If you're constantly having to minimize a threat, i.e., the enemy is at the gates, that is a sure sign. If the perception is there from time to time that your loved one or that the one you care about is your enemy, and or you're always walking through a minefield and or that there are traps being set for you. That is a sure sign. 
And what does that promote? It promotes a fear, an embarrassment, a shame. If you're always having to contend with these type of feelings and or the anxieties that they bring up, that is a sure sign. That is not your manly role. And I'm here to tell you because I have done it. It's your fault. You gave it away. Now let's reclaim our masculinity that was given to us by the good Lord above. So until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I am your host, Eric Helberg, and I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast.